It's almost time, kids. Just ten more days till Halloween. The clock is ticking, so gather around the campfire. Put on your scariest masks and listen as we present to you part three of The Chris and John Wayne Halloween Special. Vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne Halloween special part three. I'm John Wayne. With me as always is Christopher Triana. Christopher. Hello, John Wayne. Oh, the shape. I'm wearing a mask. Take it off my mask. If you're not uh, watching the, the, the video feed, you missed all that. But rest assured, it was amazing. Um, hey. Check it out. I'm Nick Castle. <laughs> Have you not seen that famous picture? What? No. Do you know who Nick Castle is? The Michael Myers guy? Yeah. Well, there's a famous picture where he has the mask like over his head and he's he, drinking a soda. Oh, he's drinking a soda. That's what I was pop. doing. But, I uh, saw that. I guess I'm ignorant to that. I'm sorry. Like everything else. Um, you're yeah. not as cool as me. And that's all right. I know. I know. And that's fine. Uh, I've accepted that. I've also accepted being back. I was on the road for a little bit, buddy. You oh, know that. it's back. I'm back. Back in the New York groove. I drove to Pennsylvania. I drove my Mazza home. And then I stopped uh, on the way home. I stopped and saw our good friends, uh, Wes and Katie Southard. I stayed at their house. Uh, Wes had Chopping Mall on 24-7 because Mm -hmm. he's doing this kind of retrospective where he's kind of pulling it apart scene by scene. Mm -hmm. Uh, It was a ad nausea. He loves that movie. Mm. Anyway, um, it was great to see him and Katie. Uh, And then I stopped in in, in Ohio, in Dayton, Ohio, to see the Grindhouse crew and Oddle Oddle. I saw uh, Carrie and Andy, uh, a.k.a. C.V. Hunt, Anderson Prunty. I stayed at their uh, manor. And I had a, a very good time. Good so, for you. That sounds great. It was excellent to be better. on the road. And um, I wanted to show, I, I got, all I got were books while I was there, right? Um, mm-hmm. We talked about that. But I went to this one particular bookstore that Carrie and Andy took me to in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it doesn't matter. It's, uh, it's one of those bookstores that has like just, a ton of stuff and it's kind of like oh like stifling in inside you know and there's just so much uh stuff and we walk in and the guy that runs it already is kind of creepy like from the start because anytime you go in somewhere you gotta you know they're like give you hand sanitizer before browse and shit which Mm -hmm. as they should uh but then he like made comments about like harry's tattoos and some because it said vampire and he's like i was jerking off to a vampire he, in my mind i heard him say that but that wasn't really what he said but the, thing, say, what the, the thing that makes this so weird is he he just like talked so much he was like anything you need help with and blah, 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 like you guys let me know but they took me to the store specifically because it has a humongous peter north size collection <laughs> of of book porn is the best yeah. way I can put it. 
Um, erotica. It is erotica, uh, but like the names are, uh, you know, well, there was a book called Anal Cunt, which is also a band. Uh, I know it's a band. Uh, Tim Morris is the drummer. He's a personal friend. Shouts out, Tim. Uh, keep up the good work. Uh, he's, he's a friend of mine. Like we've I, I been know. friends a long time. Yeah. Good. What do you think? I don't believe you. Yes. <laughs> anyway, shouts out. shouts out, Tim. Anyway, so that and so there was a book called Anal Cut, and you didn't buy it, dude. I'm on a fixed income, man. You know that. That should have been the <laughs> first thing on your list of things to buy. Well, I bought a book called Night of the Perverts because I really liked that. But the, but the, dude, it was. It was overwhelming because it wasn't just like, oh, anal cunt was the shiny gem of like in in this pile of shit. It was like a pile of gems, dude. Mm -hmm. It was in and like the thing also that really, you know, reminded me of you and how much I missed you was they had a very large selection of uh, bestiality porn uh, Uh, (laughs) books. And I was like, well, you you know, the dogs and stuff, uh, I thought the dogs and stuff, you know, you like dogs and. Not that way. <laughs> I just, I know. You're the one but, making the who always makes the peanut butter jokes. I know. I wanted them for myself. Mm. But it was crazy. I was like, why does this exist? What is happening? And then also, you know, all of those books are just covered in semen. Well, yeah. Covered in semen. There's no getting that. Uh, oh, awful. Well, that's why you bought one, right? <clears throat> of course. That's why that's I bought one. I licked it. Oi, oi, oi. I licked it clean. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I it's, did. It's the time of COVID. You know what you're doing. Well, I'm not licking toilet seats, dude. But what are oh, you up to? Good, good. How's the shoulder going? How's the therapies? How's the things? Uh, you know, it's going, man. It's coming along. I'm still mm-hmm. sleeping in the recliner. I tried sleeping in the bed a couple of times, and it just woke up hurting really bad. So sleeping in the recliner, falling asleep to Family Matters reruns like you do, you know. Oh, yes. We had quite a ch- sexually charged text conversation the other, the other day that involved family matters. Um, yes, I can only imagine very... that, that that recliner, much like all of those books, is covered in semen. <laughs> well, it was anyway. I mean, it's the only thing holding that thing together. Yeah, it's old. Well, yeah. Much like, yeah, like, like it is. No, um, uh, uh, family matters. Uh, starred and, and I talked about her briefly on the show when we had that incredible reading uh from the book of Urkel. Uh but uh, the actress's name is Michelle Thomas and she played Myra Monkhouse, which was the girl who was always chasing after Urkel. Truly one of the most beautiful women I have ever seen in my life. I major crushed on her back in the day and I still crush on her when I watch her now. I um are you okay? Did you just have a stroke or something? Uh, uh, I had a stroke. No, I'm experimenting with audio. And, you know, I'm just uh, letting the people know. Uh, listeners, look. The Corey Hotline, it, 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 it's, uh, it's blowing up. And I'm, we're about to give you an actual Corey Hotline here in the next week or so. Uh, oh. uh, where you can call on your cellular telephone device and leave us an actual message. But know that I'm working hard to make this audio the best I can so I'm experimenting with a few different audio things today and that's why I'm, I was kind of distracted for a moment but don't think that I wasn't paying attention to you talking about jerking off to, to family matters because I was <laughs> I was, I was experiencing it hey, uh, as you were texting me I, I didn't, I didn't uh, jerk off to it that would cheapen 
the experience. Uh, cause I, I love her very much. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. I forgot you're a gentleman. <laughs> gentleman first and foremost, when it comes to family matters. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but so I, Oh, you know what? You said recliner. I sat on a bunch of recliners and, and seats that, that like sectionals and stuff while I was out of town. I was like, I need one of these, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Every man needs a recliner. <clears throat> That's Cerberus. Mm-hmm. He's barking because he's back here in this part of the house with me because Katie is at happy hour and I want him to be close in case he gets into trouble. Oh yeah. So and bear he... is right here with me. She always is. She's my, uh, my co-host you know? bears bears always there and she's very well behaved and quiet and cerberus is just loud and boisterous speaks when no one wants to hear him kind of kind of like you okay yeah. hold on. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> anyway he's an interrupter like you that is part of my charm mm. and all know that <laughs> okay so this is uh, part three of our Halloween special. We're talking all things Halloween uh, the entire month of October because uh, that's what we do. So this is uh, part three. There will be a part four, the final chapter. Uh, but this is part three. Uh, so you want to get into it and start. Uh, well, no, we got to start off with our, our segments first. We do have our before segments. Before we get into it. Yeah. But also, while, while you're talking about this, the, the part part. For uh, also, everyone, stay tuned for next year when we start on part five, the new beginning. The new beginning. Whoa! I saw what you did. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. Pretty cool. So yeah, uh, Hi, Roy. Shouts out, Roy. So we're we're gonna get into all of that, but uh, first we have to get into our segments, our oh so popular segments. Uh, and you're kind of steering this one uh, this week because you've got a book that you want to talk to, a book you want to talk about and a book you want to read from. And I do not know what the what book you're going to be reading from. I'm very excited to be surprised live on the air. We are uh, keeping that uh, a secret. Yeah, yeah. I am building a mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and wait till you see what I've got for you next week. I can't wait for that. Uh, I, I like these surprises. Yeah. The surprises are fun. Surprises are fun. Playing is for pleasure, is it not? <laughs> so you want to jump? Should we get in this, uh, this new segment that our first segment here? I think. Yeah, so. I think we should. Uh, this is a little segment we call book of the week. <laughs> Book, 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 book of the week. I'll have so, you know, I'll have you know that that little ditty, that little accordion ditty. Yes. Urkel and Myra were playing it on one of the episodes of Family Matters. Shut your mouth. No. Um, the same one. That same exact one. Yeah. Where, no, that's apparently that's that's, that's a, a it's a common song. I don't know what the name of it is, but yeah, it's a common song. Um, because uh, in another episode of Married Children. Peg plays it on a little, um, it's not an accordion. I don't know. It's, it's the one that's just she's, like, she's like that squeeze thing. box, squeeze yeah. box. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Thank I you. Remember. Damn, dude. I, you know what? I wonder if that's just like, like equivalent to playing like a common scale, like on yeah, another that, instrument that, you know, we just don't is. know accordion. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah, that's like what the first thing they teach you, like, right. <laughs> right. You know what? But it's beautiful. 
I, it's it's really great. I love it. It always puts me in a good mood. Always. I love that little ditty. It's great. And you know what? We also, I love books, and I know you do too. Mm-hmm. And the book That's of the- why I write them. <laughs> yep. I write them. You read them. That's the, that's the point rule, right? Yep, yep. Speaking of reading, we should all read this week's book of the week, Sleep Paralysis, a collection of horror stories by Patrick Lacey. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is available. It came out October 4th. Um, and uh, Patrick's a cool dude. We've uh, met at conventions and, and whatnot. And uh, I've read some of his stuff before. He's written some stuff. Uh, anyway, I've read some of his stuff before. It's very good. Uh, and I like this guy. So I'm going to read what the, um, the what the synopsis of this is. Yes? Do like, it. All right. A terrifying collection of 18 horror stories from the acclaimed author of A Voice So Soft, Where Stars Won't Shine, and Dream Woods. Perfect for the Halloween season and best read with the lights on. Sleep paralysis, a transitional state between wakefulness and sleep accompanied by powerful hallucinations and muscle weakness preventing one from moving. A website that specializes in suffering. A basement filled with secrets and bones. An apartment housing more than just ghosts. These are the stories that stay with you long after you've read them. These are the things that visit your dreams and nightmares. Mm. Patrick Lacey has quickly become a must-read for me with each new book. Says Brian Keane, author of Rising, Ghoul Sleep Paralysis is the perfect horror fiction, says Matthew Bartlett, author of Gateways to Abomination and Creeping Waves. Visionary heavy metal horror stylist, says Decibel Magazine. Now that's a pretty cool blurb too. Yeah. Um yeah, and he's put some he's put a couple books out on Grindhouse and stuff. So Yeah, he's uh, he's too legit to quit, man. I mean Yeah. I dig him. I dig him yeah. and uh and like like the book says, it's perfect uh perfect for Halloween. You know, you get these different uh, short stories, all different stories that are spooky. Uh and you know, it's kind of like uh watching the Tales from the Crypt marathon, uh, you know, something like that. So Go ahead and check that one out, folks. Check it out. Cool. Mm-hmm. Cool. <laughs> Very cool, baby. So cool. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, so that's so- Book of the Week. Uh, and that's very exciting. And uh, what... Uh, now I think it's time to find out what you have cooking for me and all of our listeners. I'm very excited uh, because, as you said, you were on the road for a bit, uh, and I didn't get to see your handsome face, and uh, we didn't get to partake in our one of our favorite uh, little joys. Uh, so that brings us to our next segment, does it not? It does. Okay, folks, here we go. Ridiculous Reads! Oh, so ridiculous. Waka, you. waka, waka. Waka, 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 waka. You. You. All right. Um, this anyway. This is getting stupid now. I yeah. know. I'm stupid as hell. Anyway, so uh, the first, so uh, the ridiculous reads for this week, you're right. I, I was on the road and I did go to a porno bookstore and it was it was good. Um, but but the first, I got this book actually in, in Pennsylvania in uh um in new york with our good with our good friend wes southard uh took me to this bookstore 
I, I, I'm looking through, and I, at the very end of this one shelf, uh, I find this little ditty. Uh, oh, yeah. The oh, novelization yeah. of Zardoz. Zardoz, as the uh, trailer says a thousand times, Zardoz! Zardoz! Zardoz, yes. And, and if you're not that. familiar with Zardoz, it is a very um, odd movie that makes very little sense and uh, oh, a very yeah. odd novelization that makes even less sense. Can, and, can, I, can I just say please. quickly that it's basically about a near-naked Sean Connery with a ponytail Which is on a bandolier and flying on a giant head through outer space. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little weird. Oh, it's about, but it's about so much more, dude. It's about ultra violence. I know. About, I uh, wasn't, I didn't want to take it all away from you. I just wanted to give my brief synopsis. Now, the thing, uh, the thing that's fun about this segment of Ridiculous Reads uh, is, I mean, everything's fun about it, but, you know, we find out little things about these books and who writes them and stuff. So this, this was actually written by the guy who wrote the screenplay. And this, oh, okay. Stuff, so this, and his name is, uh, Johnny oh. Lunatic. John, I mean, really? his, his name is John Borman, actually. Mm. John Borman. Now, how, how this started was actually he wrote this as a novel, Zardoz, oh, and okay. then got it like pitched it as a screenplay. Somehow got it picked up by whatever, and uh, went on to write the screenplay and do the movie. <laughs> and then he says he says in this preface that's before that's at the beginning of the book, like how he got then more inspired when they made the movie and he wanted to put it back into book form. So he decided to write a novelization of the movie. He, so it's not like, instead of putting out his novel of it, <laughs> like he writes the novelization of the movie and he says like, it sticks to the movie closely, but it does uh, add some of his original uh, unique takes from the book. So oh, yeah, his original novel the movie wasn't, wasn't enough. It wasn't, dude. Clearly, it really wasn't. Now these. So are there's the novelization of the movie of the of the novel. <laughs> no, it's the, the not That's exactly the what it is. It's the novelization of the movie of the novel. That's what it is. Okay, you're yeah. working backwards. I, I, you're working backwards. You're right. Uh, this is the first edition. If you were uh, wondering, Whoa. just in Collectible. case. First printing, April 1974. So I've got a first pressing of this. Uh, now. This movie is on par with like kind of the Holy Mountain. I think of these two movies together whenever I think of Zardoz, and I don't know if it's because yeah. I saw them close together or I, I think no, it's maybe I can both. see the correlation. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're both ridiculous and don't make any sense. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. Except I think one... Zardoz personally, I think Zardoz is more amusing. Uh, Holy Mountain, I think, is just gets kind of obnoxious and repetitive, but that's just my personal take on it. Yeah, no, you're you're right. I agree with that, and it's more confusing. And I personally get more aggravated with that one because so many people, like, no one is like, whoa, Zardos is so intellectually stimulating and mind-blowing. But when it comes to Jodorowsky, like, there are so many of his fans who just think he's the bee's knees and just think he's so cerebral and so amazing. And I'm like, no, it's just weird for the sake of weird. You know, El it's Topo a- and all his other movies, it's just weird for the sake of weird. There's nothing deep going on there. Well, yeah, I mean, and that that may be so. I um, it, it is visually stunning. Uh, we played. We played it behind us. On, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not. I'm not arguing with that. There is it, like, what's the plot of the Holy Mountain? I have no idea. Exactly, and but, you've seen the movie because there man, is. No I've plot. seen the movie it's more just, than once, dude. Yeah. And yeah. we played scenes from it when I was in Letters to Voltron 
uh, shouts out to Robbie C. Uh, we had that we were on uh, the art crawl or something in Houston, and we had uh, one of those festivals, and we had scenes from the Holy Mountain put together to project behind us while we played our set, but only because it's crazy, like it's just mm. crazy looking. But anyway, Zardoz is along the same lines. But I want to read the back of this before I read my dramatic reading, uh, okay. just to give everyone a little taste of, Please of this. Please do. Zardoz, Zed, the Exterminator. Zed, the Exterminator. That's where I want to. Zed was an exterminator, one of the select group given guns and allowed to ride out among the brutals, slaying as he pleased, raping and breeding with their women and carrying out the great will of the great god Zardoz. Rebellious. Zardoz. Zardoz. Rebellion was madness, yet... This madness rose in Zed, the exterminator, as he stood alone against the Godhead. Literally. Read the exciting novel. See the smash movie. 20th Century Fox presents Sean Connery and Zardoz. Zardoz. So I'm going to read a section of Zardoz. Zardoz. I, I, I didn't know where to exactly where i should start with this but then i yeah. realized it doesn't matter because the movie doesn't make any sense and neither does this book so i'm just <laughs> going to start um at r- this part um zed was privileged his father had the right to slay and breed and these would be his rights too he could take women in the name of zardoz and he could kill in that name he would be one with zardoz he would be a man. Zardoz speaks to you, his chosen ones. The earth trembled with the voice. The warriors replied, we are the chosen ones. Their eyes averted. Zed dared raise his head and look into the black mouth of Zardoz, into the dazzling molten eyes. You have been raised up from brutality to kill the brutals who multiply and are legion. To this end, Zardoz, your god, gave you the gift of the gun. High above the head appeared a hand, then in the hand a gun. So real was the dream. It never says that he's dreaming. Like, he's just like, <laughs> this is an So real was the dream that Zed reached out to touch it. But the giant thumb pulled back the hammer and the forefinger squeezed the trigger and the gun fired. The report exceeded even the noise of Zardoz's voice. The gun! Another part of the familiar litany to all the congregation except Zed To him, the miracle of the firing vision was only exceeded by the next image. The gun is good, boomed Zardoz. The gun is good, repeated the warriors. The penis is evil. What? The the penis shoots seeds and makes new life to poison the earth with a plague (laughs) of men, as once it was. But the gun shoots death. And purifies the earth of the filth of brutals. Go forth and kill. Zardoz has spoken. Before Zed's startled gaze, the god vomited up thousands of weapons. Guns, swords, bullets, rifles, all spewing out of his mouth onto the hillside. The exterminators, the killers of the brutals, surged forward, forgetting their fear of the huge god. They fought for the weapons and gave thanks to Zardoz for his bounty. Zed had run forward to and claimed his first weapon, a revolver. And now he was a man, a warrior, a priest of Zardoz. Zardoz. So if you want to take anything away from this, the gun is good and the penis is evil, I guess. 
I believe that's um that's the the um mantra of the Proud Boys. I believe. <laughs> that you're absolutely correct. Well, um, I mean, they have guns, but the other thing, not and so they sure. they don't jerk off for whatever fucking reason. Mm, yeah, God, bunch of jackasses. Yeah, yeah, non-jacking off jackasses. So, if so you'd no, like to, that was uh, good. That was really good. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I, I did like the whole penis is evil part because, uh, for, for one thing, it's true. Uh, but for another thing, it's going to play into something I'm going to read later, actually. Uh, we're so which, connected, dude. We, I know it's just like you know, really we go cute. together, like bebop and that. Really cute, yeah. Uh, um, but, but, but yeah. Um, I did want to mention that too because this is I, I can't remember. Is it like on another planet or it's in the future or something like that, right? And yeah, it's. Not, I don't know if it's supposed to be on Earth. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I can't remember. But that's what always be. That's what makes the gun so funny to me because I remember this. And you can Google this. You see a picture like he's like Sean Connery is basically wearing a leotard and giant boots and it like this flying head in outer space and he has a revolver. <laughs> it's just like a regular Wild West revolver. It's like j- just a gun. It's not like yes. a laser cannon or some futuristic cool thing like in Star Wars. It's just a revolver. <laughs> it's yeah, it's just a revolver. It's, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, and this head comes out. I do have a Zardoz shirt. I, 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 I know, I remember. I, remember I wore it that. on this show already. I was going to wear it, but instead I wore my Jason shirt. But it's from uh, Atomic Cotton, who I got the Zardoz shirt from. So uh, if you want to watch the movie Zardoz and you haven't seen it, I don't recommend you watch it uh, unless <laughs> unless you just want to. And it, it, it it's okay. It's, it's worth it's, it's worth a watch. You should watch it once in your life. Absolutely. Once, yeah. but then don't don't complain to me No, about after you watch it. I don't want to hear it. Again. It's Sean Connery in outer space and a giant floating rock Easter Island head. That is his God. And he has a revolver and he's almost naked and he has big hooker boots on. It's yeah. like, it sounds like we're making this up. That's, that's how ridiculous it is. It's yeah. And it's like, it's, it's, uh, it's a little rapey and it's not very women friendly. Uh, uh, no. That happens. Like, <laughs> it says, it mentions rape right on the description of the book. So yeah, right out, right out the back. Yeah. yeah right on the back. It, it right it on the cover. It doesn't bury the lead and you've got to respect yeah. that, you know? So in fact, it yeah. says that, that the main character Zed is very privileged because he gets to rape. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, I mean, kids. There you go. <laughs> so this it's a very interesting movie. Um, a little bit. It's 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 one of those like uh, smoke a smoke a bunch of weed at two a.m. and put it on and be like, oh, dude, remember when those idiots in that podcast are talking about that movie? <laughs> those guys suck. Uh, let's see them. So is that enough about Zardoz? Have we? Have yes, we, that uh... is that is definitely enough about Zardoz. Okay. Okay. Good. Um, so I think then we should move on to our first topic uh, and our big topic, the only okay. topic in a way. Uh, we're just going to do different segments like an A, B, and C uh, of, of this topic. Yeah. Uh, but the topic is... One, two, three, four! Halloween. Of course. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. All month long Halloween. Um, so... Oh, did you just introduce it? Is that it? Was that the? That's all I got. Yeah. 
that's that's all I got. It's Halloween. Hey, candy costumes. So this brings oh. us to our first segment. I said is... that. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> This is, this is our first topic, not segment. Topic. Dude, you, yeah. are, did you get stoned? You seem stoned, man. Are you out there smoking no, that, you're that, Kentucky, that Kentucky bluegrass or wherever the fuck you are? No, no. I'm drinking Evan Williams like I always do. Uh, but no, uh, I said that brings us to our first topic, which is our only topic, Halloween. I sp- specifically said that. You, sir, were not paying attention. You were in a cloud of your bong water. I guess, man. You know, but why am I not, really? Okay, so... You know what? Far out. Hey, far out, man. (laughs) Hey, dude. It's already the 10th. (laughs) What? Just It's already the 10th, dude. Just slip the rent under under my door. It's the 9th. Far out, man. Far out. (laughs) Um, at least that when we record where, this, that is how you would quote that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Um, so yeah, we're going to talk more about Halloween. Uh, and segment A of this was we were going to talk about uh, a little bit about the history of Halloween. Get out your outlines, uh, kid, kids. We're at segment yeah, A. <laughs> get your number two pencils. By the way, have you ever seen a number one pencil? No, but I was. Does it exist? <laughs> Interestingly it enough, exist? I was listening to a podcast on the way home where they were making fun of number two pencils and saying like, "What happened to like no? It, it, we only have number two because like number three got cut out and like number one fuck fucked off." I, I don't know. It's funny. The bit I listened to is funny. Well, that's. I mean, I I know that podcast. It's uh, it's all, talking pencils. Uh, every episode. <laughs> That's it. That's it. It's a really good show. Yeah. Hey, it gets lonely yeah. out there. I drove 25 straight hours, <laughs> by the way, with my mom in the car to her house. So I listen to a lot of weird things. Pencils, yeah. yes. Talking. And pen- oh, they, they had a whole episode on this conspiracy of with Scantron, where you know number two pencils are definitely in bed with the Scantron company because they go hand in hand. You know. Oh, dude. Yeah, it's all politics. It's all. Politics. It is so politics. Dude. <laughs> I mean, and I hope we don't get flagged for that because that might be some Illuminati. Yeah, we we don't shit. want we don't want Big Pencil coming after us. <laughs> definitely do not want. And if Big Scantron comes, we are definitely fucked. So, so anyway, so uh, anyway, we're gonna talk about a little bit about the history. And the mythology of Halloween, exactly. uh, uh, and the myths versus the the fact. Um, so uh, we're going to hopefully clear up the fact from the fiction a little bit on tonight's show. Now, we were talking uh, a little bit beforehand, and I, I find it very amusing that you were the one who suggested we talk about the history of Halloween and myth versus uh, myth versus fact. And then uh, you asked me, like, you know a lot about Halloween, right? And I said, yeah, actually, I've read up a lot about it. I'm very interested in it. And I said, do you know much about it? And you went, I know that you know about it. <laughs> Look, dude, you're very versed in knowledge and things. And I know about, like, w- you know, what Halloween is. The veil is thin. The dead Good can walk you. the earth. I know that. But I know that you know it super in depth. And that's why I brought that up. Because I was like, well, if Chris doesn't know about this, then he'll say no. But you said yes. So I was like, all right, clearly he knows. And what what do you want me to do? Do you want me to just cram before this and have all the same facts that you have? Remember on the last episode, you got so mad because I ruined your stupid joke. What if I ruined your facts? 
Oh, oh, when you ruined my my joke about uh the the clan about yeah, I remember. Clan baby, yeah, yeah. Where, where I dressed as yeah. <laughs> as a clansman for Halloween. Yes, I got really. Uh, just to clarify, I was actually a ghost, and I was actually one years old. <laughs> just so you know, I didn't actually dress as a clansman, but I look like one in the pictures because the ghost costume is a little too pointy. And anyway. this is your first, the first episode you're tuning into. <laughs> Thank you for this far. We'll see you that later. <laughs> yes. If you've made it through rape and Klansmen, we're glad you're still here. Hopefully you're not a proud boy because we did insult them uh, and we will continue to insult them. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, we just work better like that, you know, back mm-hmm. and forth. I know stuff. You know more. I didn't. We're say just going to have to agree to Chris agree on this one, dude. OK, that works for me. Um, so. uh <clears throat> T-shirt yeah, coming so, soon. <laughs> so, a little bit about uh, about the history of Halloween. I mean, it goes back centuries, um, and for the most part, I mean, there are different strains of it through different cultures. But for the most part, it's mostly credited to uh, to Druids, the ancient Celtics, uh, with the festival of Samhain, and Samhain really did celebrate. Uh, basically just the 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 end of the harvest scene uh season and it was really a celebration before winter when everyone would have to kind of like board up and not really see each other anymore and didn't danzig celebrate that uh on his albums quite a bit yes well danzig had a band called salen glenn danzig previous before uh in between the misfits and and danzig yeah glenn danzig had a band called salen which almost everyone pronounced sam hain incorrectly uh and People continue to mispronounce that word. Uh, I've actually met uh, people who had the nerve to call themselves Wiccans, but pronounced it Sam Hain. Uh, and I was like, Fucking closers, dude. To quote Urkel, read a buck. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> to quote Urkel, Urkel, pucker up your p- pecker pucker. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the prouder the pucker, the the sweeter the ju- sweeter the, the juice. Uh, it was another, it was man. Four, it's the blacker the berry, the sweeter the juice. Yeah, it was, but uh, it was it was like four P's. It was the prouder the pucker, the purer the passion. That's what it is. That's what it is. We got to keep that in our lexicon, bro. Sure. Um. So anyway, uh, anyway, um, Samhain, the end of the festival. Samhain, Samhain, uh, harvest. Yeah. Uh, it, it, in fact, uh, just to, before we get off of uh, me nitpicking about that, uh, even in um, the movie Halloween 2, and this has always made me mad, Dr. Loomis pronounces Sam Hain Samhain because it's written on the blackboard in blood at the school. Uh, Michael Myers apparently wrote it with his finger. He wrote just that word. Uh, and also, wait, later, he, wait, did you say he pronounces it wrong? He pronounces it Sam Hain. Oh, okay. You. You you I mean, inverted and, you inverted that when you said that you said he writes um, it and, and yeah, yeah so I just want to make sure yeah well, so no, he no, says it Michael Myers writes Michael Myers writes Salen right uh, but right. when Loomis sees it he says he calls it he says Sam Hain and the police are like you well, know what does that mean and he goes it means the Lord of the Dead and it's like no it doesn't what no <laughs> you know, it's why is that like why did they do that I mean. Uh, I don't know. They were just trying to tie some sort of Halloween mythology together. And then in part six, the curse of Michael Myers, where they really tried to tie it into Druids, uh, they still pronounce it wrong. They still pronounce it Sam Hain. That's what uh, I'm but, How does that happen? Who's letting that happen? There's well, no, there's no one know. on set going like, hey guys, you well, know what? Well, when you look at the word, it looks like Sam Hain. It's S-A-M-H-A-I-N. Yeah. But it's a Celtic word. It's pronounced Samhain. So... 
just in case you didn't know, now you know. Uh, well, by the way, Glenn Danzig, to his credit, he knew. He right. called it correctly. Yes, he, so, he said Salin. Yeah. So where was he? He couldn't come into like to, to the set of Halloween, punch they a security guard in the face you know and say what? they're not pronouncing you know it right? They should have they asked him. He would have been a lot better reference than Rob Zombie if they were going to pull a, a rock star into the Halloween series. Not that Glenn Danzig makes good movies. Good Lord, did you see Veronica? No, uh, I was told. I, it, it's on Shudder now, right? So I'm going to watch it. You I was told to watch to it. it. We got to do a show on, on talking about Veronica? it. It's, uh, yeah. it's unbelievable how bad it is, dude. A- a- Andy, uh, and Andy, a.k.a. Anderson Prunty, did tell me to watch it. So, I, Dude, I bought it the day it came out. I, bought I it remember you posted. You were like, well, uh, I guess I bought this. Oh, and then you posted, I had like, to, oh, it's dude. awful. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, I mean, I would have bought it too. I don't doubt it. I mean, I don't fault you. Dude, for that. It's, it's, it's Glenn Danzig. Like it was, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Uh, but if he makes another one, I'm going to buy that too, because uh, <laughs> I love Danzig and I kind of get a huge kick out of how bad his movies are. But at least I admit it. I love Glenn Danzig, but I admit that his movies are bad. You love Rom Zombie and have the audacity to say his movies are good, which boggles my mind because they're clearly not good. They're I terrible. Say, I said I liked them. That doesn't mean they're good. I like a lot of shit. Okay, so you're saying they're shit. Let's get that clear. No, no, but, I'm saying I like a lot of different things. To me, they're not shit. I like them. You, you not, like, I, I have no, I have no uh, bearing on you saying love like them very much. good or I not. I anyway. love you very much. Does that make it Oh, oh and I'm shit? No. no. Is that what you're saying? I don't know, man. You're taking this to a dark place. You know what? <laughs> Maybe I'm projecting. Maybe. Maybe. I I'm please shit. stop it. You're not so shit, please. Dude. Please call the Corey hotline. Tell him, tell me I'm not shit. Tell me you call, love me. Tell, call tell me I'm Corey. pretty. <laughs> You're so pretty, dude. <laughs> All right. So, moving on from Samhain. Samhain was uh, the Celtic festival that celebrated the harvest. Now, there is a lot of mythology that goes into it. Some of which may be fact. Some of it may be fiction. That it was a celebration of the dead not in a morbid sense but kind of like the mexican day of the dead which they celebrate at 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 halloween where it's really you you know like it's considered this this time where the land of the living and the land of the dead like the boundary is severed and they put out plates of food and stuff like that for their dead loved ones because it's considered the time where they can come home uh and it's actually more of a um Celebration. Uh, uh, more of a, yeah, more well, more of a heartfelt celebration as right. opposed to a celebration of, oh, that is evil and the dead. It's not like that. It's more of like remembering the people who are gone. And, and if you and if you watch the movie Coco, that's uh, very that's that's exactly what it is. Mm. Um, it's a Pixar movie. I watched it with my wife Katie, and uh, it was actually really good. But it's exactly like that. That you know they like come in. They you know the you know the grandmother's explaining how how they light the candles and, and celebrate that. And then he mm. goes over to the other side, you know, it's a fucking kids movie, but it explains that, that really well. Um, yeah. And it was like, it's a celebration of that. And, uh, my, um, ex-wife was from, from Corpus Christi. And I don't know if you're, uh, this is probably more of a regional thing, but you know, who Selena was right. The singer. The singer yeah. Okay. So she was from Texas and she was from Corpus Christi. So she's super huge here in Corpus Christi. Mm-hmm. The the it's you know the the population is primarily Hispanic. It's like yeah. predominantly Hispanic. It's right on the border, and they have these statues of of Selena and stuff. But they always there's always like pies 
and food left on her grave mm-hmm. um, because that's you know like you said they they leave that out for their their hot their loved ones yeah. on this day yeah yeah sure mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely um, yeah this is the Mexican culture it's done more than just on day of the dead but it's right. uh, it's a that's the big big festival the big celebration and that's really what what that particular culture embraces with this time of year. Um, but, um, over the years, like, you know, the Celtic, uh, ritual, um, got kind of, uh, you know, got kind of hijacked, uh, you know, because all of the Druid holidays were hijacked by, uh, the Christians, the Christians took all of their holidays and kind of made them their own and kind of, because people still wanted to, celebrate the the old holidays oh, what are you doing what oh you're putting a, i'm just drinking okay, a new, thought, i'm just getting a new beer i'm not interrupting you no no, no no I, I thought you were showing it to me or something um i was just being dramatic okay very good moving on um the uh uh <laughs> shit where was i the Druid holidays. And yes, the, the Druid holidays. Out. People, people were still very attached to them. So even though like Christianity was coming into play, and people were trying, you know, the Christians were trying to push that, there was still this kind of resistance uh, because people still wanted their old holidays, and that's why um, you see all of these things. Like there, like there's nothing in the Bible uh, that says Christ was born in December on the. December 25th. There's nothing in the Bible that says that. Did um, you read the Holy Bible, though? Read in there? <laughs> no? I just... It, and well, did you read the... Didn't the one that Steve Gutenberg wrote? Is it in that one? Or, what? What? Did he Wait write a, a minute. Did he write, a did he write one? I don't know. Because that's got to be a ridiculous read if he isn't did. That, isn't that old Bible <laughs> called the Gutenberg Bible? Like some old Bible, I thought? It's not called the Gutenberg Bible. It's called the Guten Bible. <laughs> ah, Guten Bible. That's good, ja. Okay, so. And who could forget? Who could forget that famous, forgotten movie of Arnold Schwarzenegger, <laughs> Guten Bible, when he Guten played Bible. our Lord Savior Jesus Christ? <laughs> oh God! Uh, well, anyway, uh, there was the the festival of Saturnalia, which was at the end of December, you yeah. know, and so you know uh, the Christians kind of moved their own celebration of Christ to that same time, so people could still party and still like celebrate it. But being like, eh, not your whole Druid thing, but our Christian thing. Uh, the same thing happened with Easter, you know? And, like, that was, like, that was the, uh, April was, like, the original Druid, uh, like, New Year, you know? Like, the celebrate the celebration of rebirth and everything. And that's why we have the Easter bunny and eggs, because they're symbols of fertility. Because, you know, eggs, obviously, and then bunnies, because they fuck so much. Uh, and this is like people say, well, what what does the Easter Bunny have to do with Jesus? And I was like, well, it has to do with Christians trying to dominate the world and take out these Druish, uh, you know, uh, traditions. And so mm-hmm. the Druid traditions. And so that's where you get all of this. And the same thing happened with Halloween. Uh, Hollow, like they came up all Hollow's Eve, you know. So that's where Samhain, the word, went away. And we had All Hallows Eve and, you know, uh, because of accents and stuff with um, the Scottish and the Irish, it became Halloween. Right. Um, it's right. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I know. I know that's right. Disagree. 
I'm I'm not Chris agreeing with you right now. I'm a Chris agreeing with myself that you're right. Um, I'm just uh, well. Well, a Chris agrees when you agree with me. So it yeah. is a Chris. Sure, you're right. <laughs> I you're, know. you're absolutely right. But I was talking. I was like, you were talking about it's. It's you know none of that stuff is in the Bible. But you know when you're writing fantasy. You have to accept uh, oh. some certain magical realism rules where, you know, things just, you know, just you have to accept that that's the no, way it is. I, well. I agree. And, I agree. Uh, yeah. you know, this so is true. I was just trying to explain how um, like how all of this stuff, like none of it, like all of the holidays that Christians hold dear are yeah. not specifically referenced in the Bible. No, they not. were. Yay! Oops. Sorry about that blip there, folks. We had a little technical difficulty. Uh, so I'm going to backtrack. Yeah, I, it's haunted over here. The Library of Evil is windy and haunted, so we're well, working with... Uh, we did walk into the occult section of that porn store you were talking about, and uh, we may have raised the dead. So... Did I do that? <laughs> Steve Urkel is going to become the third host of this show. God, do you think we could get him? Jaleel White? Dude, Me? Oh, Steve Urkel? Are you kidding? A god like him? He would fucking come on this you don't think show no you probably would <laughs> do, do you know do you know okay speaking of i speaking of getting him on the show do you know how that site cameo where you can like yeah yeah famous, do we were looking that up i got like super deep into it uh up at carrie and andy's Corey, 202 dollars dude Corey feldman feldman he could do a cameo for you dude we looked up a bunch oh. of people it was it's so interesting um no shit anyway Anyway, I were, well, I thought you were going to say that uh, that Urkel was on there. I don't. I didn't look him up. I just thought of we it now. Check. Like if we, we could check. check if he's on cameo, and then maybe we can get him to do a cameo where we trick him into agreeing to be the third host of the show, yeah. and then it's legally binding because it's on video. And boom, we got him. I gotta say, like, I hadn't watched. And this is totally off topic. I'll get back to the topic, people. I promise. That's um, what this is gold, dude. This is gold. Yeah, I gotta say, like, I after we. I did the ridiculous reads and did the Urkel thing. It made me think of Michelle Thomas, who is my heart and soul. And so I was like, ah, I got to check. I got to see. I want to watch some episodes just because Michelle Thomas, I loved her so much. And I looked and, of course, Family Matters in its entirety is on Hulu. And I was like, all right, you know, because yeah. uh, I really I watched that show all the time. I did too, TGIF. Yeah. I, watched I watched it all the time, um, particularly in reruns. I watched it. And uh and fell in love with Myra Monkhouse, as I said. And uh, so I, I put some on just for like a laugh. I was like, I'll put some on just to see Myra and everything. I sent you like you and Wes, like a little uh, a little video of her and everything. Yeah. And uh, yeah. and then I watched another one and another one. And before I knew it, I was watching several every night. <laughs> I think you texted me like say... four in the morning. Like I've been up all night watching. <laughs> Watch Circle. <laughs> I had not seen this show in forever, dude. Like fifteen years at least. I have not seen the show at all. Does it hold uh, up? Not even in, uh, dude. Like it's very much a a nineties show. There's some stuff that I just thought was absolutely hilarious and ridiculous. Uh, like when you put it in a content, a, a current context. Right. Um, you know, like it was like a, it's very schmaltzy. Like every episode, Carl, the dad. Uh, does something stupid and borderline sexist to his wife, Harriet. Like, yo, yo, I'm, I bring home the money. I, oh, service agrees. But he's like, I 
yeah. honey, and, uh, and you, know, you need to do the dishes. And she's like, Carl, that ain't right. And then by the end of the episode, Severus, like, that's enough. And then by the end of the episode, he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm an idiot. And she hugs him. And that's every episode. Dude. That's like every, every episode. He is a cop. Almost every episode, he says something or does something bad for the relationship. And she just goes, no, you're an idiot. And he goes, yes, I am. And then they hug and it's the end. So that's so he, kind of he funny. Learns that he's an idiot at the end of every episode. It, it, <laughs> it, almost every episode, dude. It's really funny. Uh, it's just like that whole thing that that they had in the 90s and kind of still continue where it's like the mom is the smart one, the dad is stupid. Like Family Guy and The Simpsons and j- just about anything you can name. Like Roseanne, anything you can name, you know? Yeah, like it's always that. That's always the theme. But anyway, um, I really, I really have enjoyed revisiting it. And Urkel is unironically legitimately funny. Like he does make me laugh. I I believe you. It's very I, I, I I'm I'm Chris agreeing with you. Okay. On this one, um, Urkel so is we, the best. We need Urkel. And we need more Urkel. No. We need Urkel more than we've ever needed Urkel before. We do in these I mean, dark times. Truly, truly do. I agree. I agree. So, back to how awful Christians are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck us. <laughs> fucking. What I was saying is that fucking fantasy writing fear mongers. They did. They stole holidays. Uh, and so, uh, like I said, it's absurd that January 1st is New Year's uh, New Year's Day. Uh, what the Druids did is April 1st was the beginning of the new year, which makes more sense. Everything is growing again. It's spring. Things are coming back. That should be the beginning of each year. It makes more sense, you know. Right. Uh, but the Christians were like, no, no, we're going to do January 1st because we're assholes. And that's where April Fool's comes from. They would make fun of people that were still celebrating the first of the year on April 1st. Uh, what? That's true. The that's where Christians April Fool's came, came up from. with April Fool's? They did. They called, they called people that were still celebrating what they considered an archaic religion April Fool's. They were the, they were the fools of April who still, that's where it comes from. Wait a second, Chris. Are you telling me that Christians actually uh, actively diminished people's beliefs and, and self worth until they felt so bad about each about themselves that they, you know, succumbed to the yeah. pressure uh, rather well, than was, kill themselves? Well, it was me? it was it was a combination of peer pressure and Inquisition torture uh, that really made Christianity the dominant religion. Well, as we all know, no one expects the uh, Inquisition torture. They don't. <laughs> but there it was. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, so that's where all those things came into play. Well, this so is how- shocking. Huh? This is shocking. Yeah, I know. This first, is also first sarcastic. You're hearing of it? Yeah. <laughs> so they didn't teach you this in Hallelujah Camp? Oh, they did. They taught me good. They, they taught you how they stole butt. everything? Yeah. Including Christmas trees and like like that was not their invention either. No, um, I don't think we are even allowed to have a Christmas tree. You definitely couldn't have a Halloween. Mm-hmm. Uh, you so, couldn't have a Christmas tree, really, because they totally hot that. Yeah. It's yeah. like people. Some churches are fucking weird, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're all weird, but some get weirder. Yeah, sure, sure. I mean, um, so uh, some of my so, family members belong to weird 
churches. Well, you went to Hallelujah Camp, so that's all, that, n- enough said. Like, like clearly, there was some weirdness going on. I know, and I have really gaps in my memory and parts of those days. I don't know. I, well, because well. that because it was traumatic, and yeah. that's what the brain does when it goes through a traumatic experience. It blocks it out. Like the brain forgets because it has to forget in order to keep itself sane. Your Dude, brain can, is protecting you from your own trauma. Can I tell you like this one funny uh, story? And I don't think I've told you it. Did I, sure. about how hallelujah camp but you know you have church every fucking night when you go to those camps like a long ass church like I'm three hours of fucking so like, a, like, a, like a vital social issues episode of church oh, and uh at one point the the one of the pastors or whatever is like um you know everyone come up and and if you have your favorite bible verse recite your favorite bible verse so people were getting in in line and saying like you know whatever and then like this one dude gets up with like he's got a backwards cap on and shit and you know he's like uh, and he goes, suffer not the babes, bring them unto me. <laughs> Dude, I have never seen it was like it was like he rushed the stage at the Grammys. Like mm-hmm. he was ushered off in a way. I never saw that. Oh my god. Of camp. But I, I always remembered that. I thought it was so <laughs> funny. But you know what? He did that for us. He did that for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. ones that we're going to get. And away. he was never seen again. I don't think so, dude. He's, he's buried <laughs> on that property. Like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. But that is a cool. They like, they like put him in the lake chained up like Jason or he's, he's yeah. like, he's still like floating down there, weighed down with chains and cinder blocks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, he's waiting for like somebody to take their stupid boat and electrocute him by digging up the power line. So yeah, he can go to New York. Uh, He's waiting for that psychic daughter to show up, like in the new blood. <clears throat> yeah. And so he could come back and kill again. Yeah. <clears throat> so so but, funny. Uh, it's so, hilarious. And it really is a Bible verse because it, it, it's he's talking about children. Suffer the children. Yeah. Yeah. Not, it, suffer it says suffer babes. not the babes. No, it does say suffer not the babes in some uh, translations, but it's a single oh. verse. Oh, it's so awesome. Anyway. Okay. Well, you know more Bible than I do. Uh, having had it beating in, into your head so many times, and I am sorry. I'll never, I'll like. I'm very sorry that you had to live through that. Stay tuned for for all the Bible episodes that we're gonna do in April, <laughs> which <laughs> will star only John Wayne. <laughs> Join me now, people. Turn to uh, Luke chapter three. <laughs> that's when I start my own podcast, all about Urkel. <laughs> Oh man, I gotta be on that one. That's too. the name of it. All, All about of Urkel. <laughs> All right. So. Could you imagine doing that podcast and making it so, like, bringing it back into the collective consciousness so much that of popularity that they relaunched uh, Family Matters? They should. Goddamn it! I want a reunion episode. I don't they want do. them to recast Urkel. Well, th- no. Oh, I'm just I, saying. I, I want no, them. Of to, course not. I want to see Urkel now. Like, let's just pick yeah, it up now. Yeah. You know, Carl Winslow, he's been killed in some bank pulled up robbery, you know, because he's a cop. Shut your whore mouth. Uh, and then, like, you know, what? Don't you can't kill Carl. You well, ass. We, got, we have to make Urkel the focus of this show, dude. If we have Carl, no. he's going to take away. Well, he already does. He already took over that show in the first season. The show wasn't he was supposed to be a one shot character. And they and like he was so popular that they ended up making the show about him, and it actually caused a lot of rifts in the show. A lot of the, the actors were kind of pissed about that. But really? you know what? Yeah, this is true. This is, the show I was supposed to be. It was supposed to be like that. a blue collar. It was supposed to be like a blue collar Cosby show, and then Urkel came along, and 
he was so popular and so funny that the, like the, the the show was kind of rewritten to make him a a, a major star uh, and a star player. And and initially, people on the show were really mad about that, uh, but it all ended up working out. And honestly, that show may not have gone on as long as it did without him. No, but uh, but no, this is this is true. Um, but we already lost uh, Mother Winslow; she's passed away. And we already lost um, uh, my my darling, uh, Michelle Thomas, Myra Monkus. We already lost her twenty over twenty years ago, which blows my mind. But yeah, she's gone. What so, did she die from? Cancer. Uh, no, cancer. Young too. She was twenty nine years old. It's fucked. But you know, God wanted her. God needed her. She was that much of an angel. The dark. Anyway. Lord. Anyway, this show is not about Urkel. That'll be in November. This is about Halloween. <laughs> <So>. mm. <laughs> Everything's a little bit about Urkel. Come on. Hey, if you think I'm done reading from the super cool Urkel's Guide to Success, you are wrong. I don't think uh, that. That will be back. Anyway, uh, so different. Uh, so different cultures started to celebrate All Hallows Eve in different ways. Uh, but as uh, as people, you know, uh, Anglo-Saxons migrated uh, to America, uh, they brought along a lot of their own traditions, too. Of course, originally it was the pilgrims who didn't know how to have fun, so they didn't bring a whole lot. But then as the Irish came in uh, and other cultures from uh, Europe came in, uh, they brought along their own Halloween traditions and Halloween kind of changed and developed from there now what gets me is is because people don't know history uh is that there are a lot of these people who like roll their eyes at you if you're an adult who enjoys dressing up and partying at halloween you know like there's these people who are like oh what are you doing it's halloween that's kid stuff like dressing up and all that they're, they're not these people exist who are these people no they exist in droves really you haven't met people like this come not, on nobody openly said that to me no there's these people definitely exist these people that think it's childish and everything to dress up for halloween it's a little more socially acceptable now particularly in america but over the years yes definitely there's people who just think it's childish like i ran into this shit even when i was like 14 and like other kids were just like that's baby stuff you know like this this is a this is true this is a real thing i mean um, i i believe it but i've just never no one's ever made fun of me for dressing up well yeah like none of my friends did, afraid but of me. like but no i remember being going to uh i was going one year to uh to church street in orlando which had had a good celebration for Halloween and uh, myself and my girlfriend and a buddy of mine, we were all dressed up, but we stopped somewhere to pick up beer or something. And like people were like, yell, like people yelled out of their car. They were just like, you bunch of fucking weirdos. Cause we were dressed up, you know, like this, like there is this, this, these people, you know, these uh, but, people did you the, also did you live in like a 80s movie neighborhood or something like no, this I seems lived like in Florida, which is hell. Remember? Oh. Uh, which is hell on earth, and it's filled with dumb hicks who don't know anything. Uh, so, Fair enough. Um, if you live in Florida, I want to either say I'm sorry or fuck you, depending on the type of person you are. So, uh, anyone listening to this show, I'm probably saying I'm sorry that you live there. 
America's Everyone wang. else, fuck you. So, uh, so yeah, it makes me laugh though because people don't understand history. Halloween uh, was originally more for adults. It it really wasn't for children at all. It was about again like the celebration of the harvest. And then as as like agriculture improved and people weren't just like, oh, thank God we had a good season and we must odds that we had food that will last us through the winter. Uh, these, these things became more of a masquerade ball, you know, and it mm. was and again, it was a social thing. It was like, well, it's going to be winter. We're not going to see each other as much. We're going to have to hunker down and, and all that. And so this was like this was like the last hurrah before the brutal winters that they used to have, you know, before global warming took winter away. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, uh, um, so was this like, uh, a, so, uh, was this like an old fashioned key party type of situation you think? Or, uh... no, well, I, it's not, no, a masquerade no, no. party is not a key party. Uh, a key party was popular in the seventies and it ruined a lot of families and, and destroyed lives. Uh, it was, it, it wasn't a, an eyes wide shut orgy just because people were wearing masks. <laughs> you, know, you ever seen the ice were... storm that, that does really <laughs> yeah, show how a key party ice... destroys a life. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Um, no, uh, no, it was, uh, it was a masquerade ball, uh, which it's, it was, is a, a tradition that goes way, way back, but, uh, I don't know if you know this, but the people in the 18th and 19th century were a bit more prudish, uh, than people are now when it comes to swapping wives. (laughs) It's so funny. Your clinical description of no, and it ruined quite a few lives and families. Like (laughs) it did. I know it totally did. That's why that movie, The Ice Storm, works because it's telling the truth. Um, but uh, no, you've seen that movie thought? though. Yeah, no, I've saw Christina it. Yeah, Ricci. She's not in. She's not Sigourney. in that. No, Sigourney Weaver is in it. Is Christina Ricci in it? She's I know Elijah Woods in it. Younger. Maybe she's in it too. Yeah. Is she? Yes. I know Elijah Woods in it. Is Christina Ricci in it? I don't know. Okay, maybe she is. I don't know. I don't remember. It's been a long time. Um, but uh, yeah, Kevin Klein, Scorny Weaver, yeah, and it's, it has to do with key parties and everything. No, it's it's a good movie. It's a very good movie. Um, anyway, uh, you're looking it up right now. But uh, anyway, I'm gonna talk for the people listening. I'm listening to you, dude. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina um, is in it. She plays the. She is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I didn't remember that. Okay. So we'll have to agree um, to John Wayne agree I, on that one. No, no, no. You no, you were right. No. What? I'm gonna john agree uh because john agree you, that's not what no What's i know you're, i know your name is john wayne but i'm kind of creating a whole like john agree like it kind of like one word you know i don't want i don't like that word but i am going to encapsulate that audio i'm going to isolate that where you were where you said i was right you and were right play that on a loop and you were also right about laverne and shirley i don't know why like but for some reason in my mind it was like that took place in the 70s but i hadn't seen it in so long but i was like no i'm positive and i was wrong so it happens, and I admit hey, it. Even a blind dog finds a bone every once in a while. My dad, my dad always told me that. Mm. Even a broken clock is right twice a day. Okay, well that's <laughs> kind of different, but the same. <laughs> but it still applies. Um, so, so, yeah, it was it was like it really was a masquerade ball, you know, like people would celebrate and. They would, you know, see each other, but like dress up and, and party and have fun. Um, it wasn't about kids. It was about adults. 
partying and and having a good time. Yeah. Uh, so, but it 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 moved on from that, uh, and also that's where uh, Jack Lanterns come from. Uh, I told on a previous episode, I told the story of uh, Stingy Jack and how initially uh, people carved uh, Jack Lanterns out of turnips, but when people migrated to America, they the pumpkins were so plentiful and they proved a much better um, uh, vegetable to to carve because they were bigger, uh, they were hollow on the inside and everything. They were just a lot easier and a lot better. And so that's why we use pumpkins now. But originally it was turnips. Have you ever seen that show that's on like one of those reality channels where people make extreme pumpkin carvings? No. Out of huge ass pumpkins. I saw it in my therapist while I was waiting for like in the psychologist's office, actually, because mm. um, they always have like some HGN or whatever, like those networks on that have all the reality shows. Yeah. And it's like these teams of fucking carvers or something. And they they select like these those huge ass pumpkins that people mm-hmm. grow like way mm-hmm. at, and then they sculpt these scenes out of them, like Halloween yeah. scenes and shit. Um the carvings are kind of cool. The show sucks because, of course, it's so staged and st- mm-hmm. like so stilted and stuff. Like right. it's like, oh gosh, I guess we better get to the pumpkins then. Will we? Will we finish in time? And just so everybody knows, when they're showing that they're pressed for time in any reality show, they are absolutely not. Of course, not. saying no. that that's like hours before, mm-hmm. like any of that happens. It's all for effect. So, yeah, but the sure. but but those pumpkin carvings are cool. I wouldn't smash one of those pumpkins, dude. Well, you shouldn't smash any, as we've discussed, but, uh, but no, no, I've seen a lot of like fancy, uh, you know, carved pumpkins, uh, in person too, at, at some of these events and stuff, but uh, no, I have not seen the TV show. I haven't had regular cable in almost 20 years now. Neither have I, dude. I was at my, my psychologist's office. I know, no, I know. You I accidentally not, saw it. dude. I'm not, I'm not being like, he watches cable. Bruh. I'm, not, I'm not, I know you said you, you saw it accidentally. I get it. I'm just saying I haven't seen it because he loves his mom. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I haven't seen it because like I said, like, I, yeah, I know, you know I, don't, I, don't, I don't watch it much, but, but no, neither of us watch much TV. I know. Yeah, fuck it. Um, man. Okay. So, we had a little bit of a dog interruption, and that's okay. Our we dogs are more important than we more are. Important, we more feed. important than us. Way more important than us. Uh, yeah, dogs. We don't deserve them. Uh, so, uh, you know who's not a dog person? Who? Uh, chopping mall enthusiast Wes Southerd. He's more of a cat. I know. Said. I know, which, which explains a lot. It really does. Love you, Wes. Love you, dude. Love you, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, so I, that, like, um, I'm, I'm sure you'll edit it to, to make it make sense. Uh, we were talking, or I was talking, uh, about <laughs> the, uh, the history of Halloween. And I, I mentioned the masquerade about balls. pumpkins. <laughs> yes, yes, you were. You were talking about reality TV, as usual. Uh, <laughs> it's... It's always about reality TV with you. Well, the Kardashians this, new of, and... this new season of The Bachelorette is, uh, you know, it's all in a La Quinta <laughs> Inn, apparently. You, <laughs> no. you will not shut up about the fucking Bachelorette and the Kardashians and, and all those things. Um, like, you know, world's sexiest cake or whatever the fuck you're watching now. Uh, but... <laughs> I like cake. 
Okay. Excuse me. I was coughing. That's okay. uh, uh, That's your bit. I didn't you know what? Steal you know what? Just like my bit, no one's going to be able to hear it because you're no, not Mike. We can absolutely hear it when you're hacking your lungs out. I it's hear it very much the... in the background, dude. I listened it's to it. Very prominent. It with my mom. I was like, okay, I don't know what all the fuss is about. This is kind of endearing. And I cranked it up even so. The, I'm going to actually make the coughs louder in this episode for yeah, all the for all the that. cough. People love fans. that on a, on a, people love that in their podcast. They like they, they like hearing coughs and snorts and farts and and, uh, and, and, and the like. If you could eat an apple while we're recording this episode or something of the like, that would be good too. Into how about the mic. like how about slurping soup? I mean, that's a good sound. Oh, do you have any soup ready? <laughs> I I love soup. I'll get some soup. I'll make some fucking soup, man. I'll make All soup while right. you won't believe. I love soup. Don't I mean? <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, fuck very, with me. I'll show you who you're fucking very with. Very aggressive. You're very passionate about soup, dude. Which makes me want to hey. eat your soup, and hey. that is not a euphemism. Hey, <laughs> soup is how I how I learned the alphabet. So, uh. <laughs> oh, you remember alphabet cereal? What a time. What I mean, a that time. was kind of lame. It was like halfway frosted piece of shit, like ABCs and shit. It wasn't as good as alphabet soup, which is the bomb. It's good. Alphabet <laughs> soup is good. You got to get it with the beef stock. Otherwise, you know. The what stock? The beef stock. Oh, I don't eat beef, so. Camb- I, I know you don't. Uh, Campbell's soup has two versions of the alphabet soup. It's a vegetable soup. One version has beef stock in it. That's the good kind. <clears throat> That's the kind for men. Well, we'll have to agree to disagree on this and move on to Samhain. Moving on. So we were burning bodies in the street. Yes. No, we were no. talking about trick-or-treating. We, uh, well, that I was, that's about. what I was getting into. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I know those of you listening out there being like, well, Chris, you're talking about how adults celebrated Halloween. What about kids and trick-or-treating? Well, now I'm going to get to that. This is where Halloween became more about that. Uh, trick or treating, which started sometime like not it's not as um, old as people think. Um, you know, I should have read up on it before I did the show. I'm a little foggy on it, but I believe it was early 19th century or so uh, mm-hmm. when this really started. Uh, and it wasn't um, it wasn't on Halloween. It was on Thanksgiving, and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode a little bit. Because uh, I did talk American about the Red Thanksgiving Red. or Canadian Thanksgiving. No, American Thanksgiving. Okay. Uh, and it started with uh, families would send their kids out. Poor families mm. would send their kids out door to door to ask for food, to ask for scraps and stuff, uh, because it was Thanksgiving, and be like, "Please, can you spare some for our family?" Uh, and that's where trick or treating originally originated. It was kind of begging in a way. Um, for all those deadbeats. No, I'm kidding. It was for people that were that were you know not as prosperous and needed food, and so they so, would send their children because their children children were more sympathetic. Exactly. You know? I was going to say that that still carries on to this day. Like you see, you know, uh, I was we were uh, oh every day I get we were panhandled coming. in Ohio by a a, a young a, a woman with a, a baby in a in her carriage like. Like trying, and that's a that's a classic move. Well, I mean, it was Dayton, so the baby tried to mug you. I'm sure the baby actually did mug me. Yeah, but, <laughs> but we're friends on Facebook now, and it's cool. Hey, so I've seen Dead Beat out. by Don. 
I've seen Deadbeat by Don. I know how it is in Dayton. Yeah, but, no, <laughs> but, but that's uh, the thing. So it was on like Thanksgiving. They were going around while people were eating their Thanksgiving dinners or right. done with it's, them and asking yeah. for like leftovers. And, and uh, yeah, and asking for what they whatever they had to give. That's where trick or treating started. Where did they start so, dressing up then? Well, I'm getting to that. I'm just asking a leading question, dude. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, they definitely, that may have been a part of it. I hadn't read about um, them redressing the same kids to try to get double helpings, but that may have been part of the whole costume thing. That'd be the uh, shit I'd be trying to run, dude. That's also a mafia move. Yeah. Okay. I would do that. Kind of is. And then what, then what do you do? You have to do it or they fuck you up. Or they fuck you up. That's that's the trick. You get the it's trick instead of the treat. Yeah. Vicious cycle. So um yeah, and so because the adults were doing their Halloween, you know, masquerades, and then later were doing the dressing up of the kids in in the uh hobo or bum outfits, it all kind of like slowly merged together over the years where the families were creating costumes together uh and uh eventually kids started to go out on halloween and as people prospered more and the the poverty wasn't as bad uh the kids were asking for treats for candy not necessarily asking for actual food uh and so it kind of Mm. transitioned through that um but yeah the trick-or-treating part was it's like hey if you're a prick and you're not willing to share with your neighbors Screw you, you know, and so the kids would like pull something uh, where they would like throw stuff at your house or whatever. And so that's where it became trick or treat. Um, And uh, so. So, yeah. uh, And and as I mentioned on a previous episode, if you haven't heard that episode, I'll just tell I'll just tell it briefly. Uh, There also were a lot of pranks on the part of the adults who were bitter, angry Trump supporters who were like who were like i resent the fact that other people need things and i don't want to share anything mine is mine give me that it's mine uh and so what they did is uh they did this thing called red pennies where uh you know like one of the things oh that's right yeah one of the things you could give people is if you didn't necessarily have some food or whatever you could give someone a penny which was a lot more money back then than it is now um and so what people would do is they would heat up pennies on their stove and then put them outside on the uh, on the porch for trick or treaters, and the kids would go to grab them and they'd burn their fingers uh, because they, they were heated up pennies, and that they were called red pennies because pieces of that. Pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. They know? deserved everything they had coming to them. I'd just burn their house down. Yeah. You know, you burn my fingers, I'd burn your house. You're mm-hmm. burning my fingers, I'm burning your house. And I can do that because I'm Italian, so don't... You can get away with it. hear the it's tweets. Fine. It's fine. <clears throat> Just like I can do the uh, Mexican hat dance because I'm half Spanish. You're absolutely... I'm totally not Mexican, though, so I don't know if that's allowed. But I am half Spanish. And half Irish, so I can go... Look, we're all... It's all a rich tapestry. It really is. But I am half Irish, so... I'm half Irish and half... Spanish and there's a there's a slur I created for myself that I'm not gonna say. We're not gonna uh, say because I don't want to upset anybody. That's but it's it's funny and it rhymes. Out. It's funny and it rhymes. Uh, I'll if tell you when we're figure up it out. Then we'll yeah. say. <laughs> if you can figure oh. it, I call. If you can figure it out, call it into the Corey hotline and you will win 
nothing, you racist asshole. It's uh, so, <laughs> going to be coming very soon. It will, it will, it will. Um, so yeah, that's where the trick-or-treating thing came into play. Did you have something? I just wanted to say, like... You have you said, well, well you have, have breaking, breaking news. news. Stop I have, uh, everything. Breaking Roy news. Breaking Roy news in the world. I've just received uh, a text and picture confirmation from friend of the show, the Monsignor, uh, Roy, fellow Roy supporter. He is at a target right now in an undisclosed location in the Houston area. And he has sent me a picture of their, in their uh, costume uh, department of the mask for Friday the 13th. And it is a Roy mask. Oh shit. The blue and it with the points nice. in the right area. Nice. He, showed, he sent a picture of the front and back of it. So go to target and get your Roy mask. I'm going to go get one tomorrow or whatever local target because they support roy they wear a mask. understand wear a jason mask i do do i have my roy <laughs> uh i have two face masks that's the regular roy mask and then the 8-bit roy mask mm. even though roy wasn't an 8-bit character i have the 8-bit mask of roy these are my Good face masks that i wear in public uh because of this horrible disease that everyone's having yeah so. yeah but roy forever jason never and go to target and uh, get your something, and also pick up a Roy mask. And that is breaking Roy news. That is the on the... Fuck, God damn it, this isn't going to come out in weeks. Oh, <laughs> man, shit. Well, if there's still Roy masks... If there's still some around, yeah, this this will be several weeks later. <laughs> but I did want to ask you on the same note. Uh, so the trick-or-treat... So when did it become... Uh, a, they, they started wearing scary stuff like when did it turn from hobos and red pennies to like i'm gonna scare the shit out of you well when it it, it did that when it came when it started to join with halloween um uh because you know the whole hobo begging thing was more of the thanksgiving thing and then it kind of transitioned into halloween with the masquerade balls and the masquerade balls were already doing scary things right you know and they were, uh, so they were imitating that and going with like because the veil is is lifted between the right. land. Of, the, it you know, all, you can... Yeah, it all goes back to like those uh, ancient druid um, concepts uh, and also concepts from other cultures, like the, like we mentioned, uh, Day of the Dead, mm-hmm. um, and it all kind of just like merged together. This kind of uh, accumulation of cultures, uh, and so yeah, that's why when you start to see particularly at the end of the 19th century and into the 20th century, you start to see kids dressing as ghosts and goblins and stuff like that. Uh, and then when you know, like they, we already had the jack-o'-lanterns everywhere and like the jack-o'-lantern stingy Jack story, which I told on another episode that, uh, you know, kind of like is part of the spookiness of it and everything. And it just became this celebration of the dead slash all things spooky. Uh, and trick or treating became less about getting, you know, turkey and ham and became more about the kids just getting candy. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and, uh, no, that's awesome. Um, I, uh, when did it, I mean, people were, were like, I guess people still play tricks on, on houses to this day. Maybe. I right. don't know if does that only exists in our memories. Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to grasp yes no. that because um, Halloween has changed so much since, even we were it has it has but it really it's become more 
Or like at least, I don't, can I go egg a house without getting shot with a semi-automatic rifle? Probably no, not. You really, you really shouldn't do that now because yeah, bad things could happen. Um, but um, even even in our day when we were kids, you and I, guys who are in their forties now, um, early forties, sure. Uh, it, uh, it even then, like back in the eighties, it kind of it it had a, a a little bit of a change. Now the eighties, of course, was the birth of like pop culture halloween as we Janic talk about that too but i was gonna say it was the birth of the of the um pop culture halloween with the ben cooper masks and like kids dressing as pac-man and darth vader as opposed to just putting on a sheet and being a clansman like i was uh when i was a baby <laughs> no just being a ghost or a goblin or whatever um so uh <clears throat> And then also in the early 2000s, when many kids went as the Green Goblin, Willem Dafoe's uh, portrayal in Spider-Man. Well, yeah, of Sam Raimi Spider-Man yeah. series. And, and kids were the Green Goblin back in our day, too, just because of the comic books. Um, but really, um, you saw this. Uh, there was there was a kind of a, a shift in it because. Um, you know, like like in, in the in the earliest 20th century you had more of like the ghost and goblins thing and then later things changed into it being more of a, a more of a celebration more for children and the whole adult masquerade ball thing kind of dissipated a right. little bit and kind of like faded out of style and that's why now you get these pricks who are just like that's baby stuff bleh, and just don't have the spirit but in recent years it's kind of had a resurgence and adults are enjoying it again uh particularly because our generation generation x never kind of grew out of childhood yeah. and exactly and yeah like, that's, know, that's like, why we're cool that's why everyone's cool with it right now it's like what yeah, kids yeah. do man we they're driving wagons full of up. whiskey yeah. on the, through the fucking halloween trails yeah yeah, it's great. We never we never really grew up and so that's why now you have all of these haunted trails and theme parks and adult parties and 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 all of this other stuff uh so yeah the, the holiday has really changed and transformed over the years and by the way i did want to mention um well because we, we you mentioned when you mentioned myth and fact this is one of the first things that came to my mind um there are myths about halloween and the dangers of halloween um and I wanted to bring this up because it's important to address this. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people to this day still have in their mind that it's dangerous to take their kids trick-or-treating. Right. Um, and that uh, their, their, their kids could be poisoned or there could be a razor in their apple. An apple. Oh, man. If you buy yeah. it like that, especially, you know, you have the razor apples. Yeah. Yeah. And like all that crap, you know. Um, and, and that was like also such a... Like, I remember watching the news segments of that, like, protect your children on Halloween, how to right, protect them, because right. they're like, and they're showing weird shit, like people injecting poison into Snickers right, and like, all right. just like so much shit to make you afraid to go out. Yep, yep. But that made you want to go out even more because well, the, I want some the, of that the, poison candy. That's the, that's the typical sensationalism of the news is they, they, they want to make people afraid because it makes them tune in. If they're like, we have the scoop on what you need to know. And they're like, they, they, they make you afraid you tune in and it gets good ratings. Um, here's the thing. Here's the God's honest truth. What about is Halloween. When it comes to poison candy, there is not a single case 
of this ever happening in the history of Halloween. Ever. This has never happened. The only time that this has happened, the, the candy was poisoned by people in the kid's own family. It was never handed out to the community uh, or anything. It was, the, it was the parents or the relatives of the child wanted to kill them and used Halloween as a way to, to blame it on somebody else. And they were all busted for it. It was all proven that it was the family that did this. As far as the razor thing, urban legend has never happened ever, ever, it's the, ever. It's the Mandela effect, dude. You know, it's no, the Berenstein Bears urban, all again, all over again. It, no, it's the urban legend effect. Is is that people heard this stuff so much and it created this panic? You know, like one kid actually was poisoned by his own parents or something, and they blamed. Uh, no, no, this is true. This was like a real thing. I, I parents blamed it on like Halloween candy, and it created this panic. And and like that uh, fallacy has continued to this day where people are just like, oh, so in my poison, my kids can't. And they believe that it really happened. They believe that it really happened. It's the same thing right. as these people who are like, you know, that people only use 10% of their brains. You know, it's like it's this urban legend thing that, that continues on and has no basis in reality. That I is agree. complete bullshit. People use 100% of their brains. If they use 10% of their brains, they'd be, they wouldn't be able to walk. They'd be just pissing themselves on the floor. You know, that, 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 but, but every time someone says that, I just want to smack them. Because not only are they scientifically inept, but they also they say it so proudly. They're like, you know, people only use... Like, like as if they read some book on it. They always say it so profoundly. And I just want to smack the bastard. I just want to just hit him in the face with my dick. I'm like... <laughs> You are an idiot. Yeah. You're an idiot. You're repeating urban legend nonsense. You're saying something just because you heard it, not because you researched it. Go ahead. I'm done. No, I was going to say, um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, maybe I actually just forgot my thought uh, from the rant, but um, <laughs> no, you're. I, I, I was going to say interesting segue, and I'm, brad I'm actually glad you brought that up uh, because – I do think that our brains are much more powerful than anybody actually gives them credit for. And I guess why I got this brain tattoo on my arm oh, uh, like oh. fucking 20 some years ago or whatever. Um, it was one of the first tattoos that Sean Oz gave me. Shouts out. And uh, yeah, no. Plus, like you can unlock like you just have to. There's so many things you can do with your brain. But I don't want to turn this into some weird fucking um yeah, you know, unlock our brains podcast because you have to subscribe <laughs> to the Time Life book series. Uh, you know, mysteries yeah. of the unknown. <laughs> and, uh, I remember that. I, call I the Corey hotline it. and let us know. Oh, we'll leave your address. We'll send you the books. Um, we want but the... <laughs> we won't. Uh, I, I want, but I agree with you. So but much, like those man. things, like the, the candy, the poison, all that stuff, it, it is just all in your people's head. But it's and, it's, I, and it's I'm like, and I buy the news constantly and it gets it gets sensationalized like you yeah. said to where it just gets put into the consciousness where mm -hmm. I, you know people who don't even know about anything will be like halloween oh i heard but they put razors and apples you know yeah, that's yeah, it, yeah. it's pervasive and i can prove it to you that this is bullshit you did go online well no i mean i mean to anyone's listening go online look it up like google it try find me one article where this happened where it wasn't the family of the child 
who was responsible. Never happened. Never, not once. You know, but this also came about in the 80s where there was an actual case of uh, Tylenol being poisoned. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, That's you remember right. that? It's unsolved. They still don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, they still don't know who did it. Where, where like these these bottles of Tylenol had been uh, punctured, perforated, and poisoned, and people died. And so now that's why we have a lot of these safety seals that we have now. Um, and so it was kind of this collective thing that led to that paranoia, you know. And you can understand why, right. but it's not true. And so don't ruin Halloween with your nonsense. Stop uh, the point. bringing me down with. Your bullshit. Your bullshit. But you know what? We kind of, I, I like, I kind of lost track of what I was saying earlier, um, what we were talking about. So I want to get back to it because I just remembered the trick or treating thing. In the eighties, it, 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 even at, like we were saying, like as early as like the the nineteen eighties and probably before that, trick the whole trick or treat aspect, uh, right. the uh, the the trick aspect changed. Yeah. It wasn't like, oh, if you're a prick and don't give out candy or treats you get tricked. It was just about tricking. And then you had, yeah. And then you just had people who just toilet papered houses and egged houses. And like that became part of Halloween of just being an asshole and smashing people's pumpkins and things like that, where you just like, people just like saw it as a night of mayhem and anarchy where they could just ruin shit. Uh, and so it didn't matter if you ended up candy or not, your shit got ruined. But now that has thankfully kind of gone away and people are more about the costumes and the fun and the and the candy rather than just destroying other people's property for no good reason. Can I tell you another funny story about that? Um, Go for I, it. Tell I, us. Tell us. Tell us, John Wayne. Confess. This is what like a whole thing. Did you do? No, no. This was like along the lines of when you're saying like it just became tricks. This doesn't actually have to do with Halloween. It has to do with being like a in a like a white white person high school like. Uh, for for a homecoming, we, you know, we would do shit like wrap people's houses just because it was like, oh, you're like on the homecoming court or whatever, like just stupid shit. And uh, I was out like toilet papering some houses on one of these homecoming nights. And uh, it was a bunch of people in a bunch of cars. And I had this truck uh, with a very small extended cab and the cops came and I like we everyone scattered and of course then they pulled me over and I have like four people crammed into my truck with this huge thing of toilet paper <laughs> and and the cops like so what's going on with this and I was like I don't know who who else is here I was like I don't know and they're like what are you guys doing like, I do, I don't know I don't know I just kept telling him I don't know and he was like all right well you guys go on don't cause any more trouble and I'm like oh, I don't know. all right cool and, wow. You found the one cool cop in Texas. Good for you. I've had a lot of close calls like that. But also, yeah. like, this was, like, fucking the suburbs in 1996, right. five or right. something like that. Like, he was like, I don't want to fuck with all these kids. Just toilet, you know, like, just yeah. stop it. He was like, so, I don't have he was like go straight home, everybody. And I'm like, you have a rule. But that was funny. You know, that's another path of destruction that I led. Yeah, hilarious. You know what, man? I don't need this fucking <laughs> condescending bullshit from you. <laughs> well, here's the problem with the, the whole problem. What is the here's problem? The problem. Let me tell you. Tell me. Doing your whole coming thing, whatever, fine. But when it comes to Halloween, we already have the problem with people thinking there's poison and razor blades. And then when you have people smashing pumpkins and toilet papering houses and egging windows, 
like it just adds to this whole collective attitude of Halloween being wrong and bad and people wanting to ban it. So it hurts Halloween and the Halloween spirit. Chaos, that's baby. The problem. Chaos, baby. No, that's the problem. It 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 um encourages these hyper Christian, you know, uh, Republican people who who want to just destroy the holiday that we hold so dear. So what are we supposed to not trick anybody? Trick people if they deserve it. But just tricking everyone is stupid. Well, here's the thing. Just, Everybody deserves it on chaos, some level. Just creating chaos for the sake of chaos is juvenile. And I'm a I chaos magician, dude. No, you're juvenile. Uh, and I don't approve of it. So. <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to agree to Chris agree on this. <laughs> well, you know. As long as you're Chris agreeing, which means you agree with me. You know what? I you know, the world last would night, be dude? a better place. The world would be a better place if everyone just agreed with me. At least it'd be a, it'd be a better place for me. <laughs> you know what? I, what I do agree with you heart, wholeheartedly on is yeah. that uh, Fright Night is such a fucking awesome movie. I watched it's it again. Great. I watched it again last night, and I was like, God. Damn, this is so good. Like uh, yeah, the yeah. only thing that like troubles me a little bit is like, how does he eat the, those apples all the time? Because usually vampires can't eat food at all. That was the only thing. And like rule wise, I was like, I remember this. Oh yeah, he's. Well, does he? But it was fun. The it, it worked. Rules changed. Though. I the know rules, they like, changed. All over the it place. Was fine. It didn't ruin it for me at all. Yeah. But yeah. I thought like that it was going to turn out to be like I was like, was it like a heart he was eating or something? Like oh no, it was like an apple. But that movie is so like badass. And if you it's don't so like good. it, you can go yeah. piss up a fucking rope. I say. Please. And uh, feel the pissy dribble. And yeah, I don't. I don't. That movie's great, dude. I don't even want to watch the re- the remake of it because no, I can't imagine I it being any better. Like this no. has such like the effects are fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Evil Ed is like that's a classic image with yeah. the cross yeah. burned in his head. Like, give me a break, dude. What else do you want? Mm-hmm. Give me a break. I'm looking for it. Tell me how to pull out every stop. Rest in power, Nell Carter. Uh, sure. but dude, yeah, I just I pulled that out last night and I was like, I'm going to watch the Fright Night again. And it was uh, every bit as good as uh, it nice. has been. Yeah. And uh, also really reiterated to me. And I feel like the rest of the world that vampires are far superior to werewolves. Um, well, there know, is kind of a werewolf. Evil. Ed. Evil yeah. Ed, he know, turns so into that. Wolf. That. Yeah. That and Dracula turned into a wolf, and like you know, so there is that kind of like correlation. Yeah, you know, vampires can turn into wolves, mist, and bats, mm-hmm. classically. Mm-hmm. And, I, I, and I've wicked. said, I'm sorry, that was wicked when he like staked Evil Ed as a wolf, and then that like mm-hmm. puppet wolf was like all moving down on the thing, like oh, uh, he was looking down. Yeah. So fucking yeah. awesome. And I've said this before: Fright Night is my absolute favorite vampire movie. Like it there's no be. contest. It, it, it is. It goes. I mean, it, it goes from dusk till dawn, no. fright night, and then no. what? Whatever else after that. No. Yeah. It goes fright night from dusk till dawn, and fright night. A thousand other things before dusk till dawn. Yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> fright night. Anyway, I watched fright night, and it was Dracula very... with Bella Lugosi, Nosferatu with Max Schreck, Vampire's Kiss with Nicolas Cage, your favorite actor, like. There are many better ones than From Us Till Dawn, which is so painfully generic. I don't want to. <laughs> it's generic. 
I don't want to get this right now. Hey, we're celebrating Halloween. Fox. This is our favorite holiday of celebration. Let's not fight okay. about okay. vampire movies. Fun. I brought up Fright Night, one we both love. It's great. And you had to take it to this place. <laughs> no, you did. You did. You brought I up usually from Russell do. Dawn, and I just had to correct you, you know? Well, let's uh, not correct. It's not a correction, but let's just call it a uh, disagreement. agreement. But uh, Fright Night, the original... You should definitely watch this Halloween season. Um, yes. If you haven't watched it, if you have watched it, one still of the watch best. it. It's a one very, of the best. very good. Holds up. If you saw it a million years ago, it holds up 100%. Uh, I don't know what else you want from a vampire movie or any movie, quite frankly. Yes. But if you want something more, uh, again, I advise you to piss up a rope. This is also... Um... This is also a, a very celebrated movie amongst the gay community because really? it is because almost everyone in the movie, uh, unbeknownst to each other, was gay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh, it I is. Think, I mean, first, I knew Amanda Beers, but then like that. Yeah. Amanda Beers uh, and also Roddy McDowell, who yeah. plays Peter Vincent, gay. Shouts out. Uh, the lead character as well i forget the actor's name uh, oh, his name is something, uh, his name is like something catchy like like william hollywood or something like that yeah but, it is william something uh but yeah, yeah he's gay also also gay uh so it was this kind of like uh just coincidentally gay film well, it's a fucking uh, excellent or film. Susan, Susan, uh, uh chris randon not gay uh you know so not everyone in it is gay but uh it is it is kind of celebrated for that. And Stephen Jeffries, who plays Evil Ed, not only is he gay, but he ended up becoming a gay porn star. Hell yeah. Did he ever play Evil Ed in gay porn? I don't know if he played Evil Ed, but he was a, he, be, he, when he left, you know, he did a couple other movies like Fraternity yeah. Vacation and uh, 976 Evil, but then he went into gay pornography. Yeah. Um, let me ask you this a bit of, uh, another bit of trivia about it. At the at the end, when when Amanda Beers' character turns into the vampire, is that her at the end, or is that a, somebody else? Is that another actress? Where she's got the full makeup, and she's like that and, crazy... And, and the long hair, yeah, and she comes in, she's talking to Charlie before she turns the face to... No, like, no, no, that's all her. That's that all is her. her? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, no, no, that's like her with the long hair and everything. They just put a wig on her. No, that's that's her. Okay. Uh, and then with, like, the makeup so and all... That... dude. She looked just so different. She does. She looks very different. I mean, she was... Uh, she was one thing she was younger back then, and they just they they like hyper sexualize her and mm. give her the hair and everything. So she doesn't look like Marcy Darcy as we remember her from Married with Children. She does. Um, she she does for the majority of the first part of the movie. No, she does because like she doesn't have all the makeup and, and the wigs and everything else. But no, it's totally it's all her, man. Yeah, absolutely. Hot. Mm -hmm. uh, I loved every minute of it. It's uh, awesome. It's my dogs. Best. We watched it together. Yeah. Boney and Cerberus both loved it. They liked it too. Okay. Boney good. gets a little scared during some parts, but oh, he well, still stuck it out. Okay. Um, okay. So it was it was great. I was very. Well, that's glad to hear they liked it because their opinion on films means more to me than yours. I I, I Chris <laughs> agree with that. They called me and they told me Rob Zombie sucks. Save us from this man. So. Well. <laughs> I doubt that because we've been in rehearsals for Midsummer Night's Dream for weeks now. So I don't know how yes. they would have time to call you. And I can't wait to see that. I really can't. 
stunning. I, I would totally watch it, and you know I would. Bony as Puck. Nice. Cerberus as Lysander. Nice. Myself as the... all the other roles. <laughs> I was going to say, like... <laughs> say, you're dropping those like those like real names, like you clearly know. I was like, in the play. I was in that play. Okay. It was one of the. I was in the full play, and then they. I was in the one act play of it for UIL, where we competed with it. I, I'm a theater nerd like mm-hmm. that. Well, I just wanted to take this opportunity to give you props that you knew something. All right, I'll take it. <laughs> Back as backhanded a, of a compliment as that was. Um, I will take it. That was kind of like uh, if somebody. <laughs> Let me give you an example of a backhanded compliment. And like that was it. There it is. But great. Um, uh, we've really gotten off track here, which is fine, which is, okay. is our nature, which is okay. our nature. But I wanted to talk about like because I know I don't know where we're gonna have to cut it off, but I did want to talk about like an elaborate Halloween stunt gone possibly wrong, gone sometime somewhat wrong. Okay. I. Do you want to wrap? I mean, where are you at in this? I wanted to to wrap up the history of Halloween slash mythology with a little reading before we got into that. Oh, that's right. I would love to hear. Yes. Yes. Uh, So I promised the listeners, uh, if if you've been listening to every show, um, I recently got a copy of the novelization of Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, a highly collectible book. Uh, And I said, I'm going to read it. And I'm going to give you a reading from it. Uh, and I already read a little bit of it on, on the show, which was funny. But I wanted to read this particular... Uh, I highlighted this because I thought it would be of particular interest to everybody. Um, <clears throat> this is the scene, for those of you who know the movie, uh, Cochran gets a hold of Dr. Chalice and he has him prisoner. And he gives him a little lecture on the history of Halloween. And since that's pretty much what I've done this entire episode, I thought it would be kind of poignant uh, to read this particular scene. Uh, I will say, like, in the movie... I'm sorry, go ahead. You were gonna say I was going to say, this is another classic example of a backhanded remark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was just, just pointing those out. So, go ahead. <laughs> so, uh, so it, like, this is actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie, um, where Cochran kind of gets into Halloween and I will credit him. He pronounces Samhain correctly in the movie. So props oh, yeah. to them. Like they corrected the mistake of part two and pronounce it correctly. He does. He says he pronounced it Samhain. Um, I really like this scene because the performance is really well, uh, really well done. And he's like so serious um, in a movie yeah. that is filled with the, which is brimming to the, the, the seams with cheese whiz. Uh, it's kind of a cool, like more serious moment in the film. Jeez, was uh, so good though, dude. Mm, yeah. Uh, so anyway, in the book, he, it, th- this scene is a little more detailed. Uh, so I was going to read this and I will say it's, it's a little darker and even misogynistic, uh, but I'm going to read it because it's an, an interesting inclusion in the book. So here we go. A scene uh, from, out, man. A scene from Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, the novelization uh, by Jack Martin, based on a screenplay by Tommy Lee Wallace and John Carpenter slash Deborah Hill. Shouts out. 
Colonel Cochran clasped his manicured hands to his breast and said with a quavering voice, Lovely, lovely. Doesn't it simply surpass one's wildest dreams? Chalice could no longer look at the screen. His eyes blurred and a terrible agony clutched his heart. Said Chalice, his words slurring. All the children. Yes, his cockdron. The children, a plague is on them. Now think of that. In 50 million homes. Sacrifices, said Chalice. His cheeks were burning and his body quaked. Strong, black-gloved hands restrained him. To what pagan god, Cochrane? For what purpose? God? What a quaint word. I am speaking to you of our way. The only way, the old way, as it was done long before your unshorn carpenter from Galilee chose to destroy himself on that rude cross. Do you know anything about Halloween, Doctor? I do now, said Chalice. His arms nearly broke as he, rest- he, as he strained forward. Tisk tisk, my good man. Ignorance is such a convenient excuse for self-righteousness. No, of course you don't know. How could you? You've thought no further than the strange custom of letting your children dress themselves in morbid costumes and go begging for handouts. His extended arms to give he extended his arms to give audience to the entire chamber, as if the technicians and gray suits could hear and understand his words but he had not bothered to program them for such a function. He was himself his own best audience. Now he spoke to the far reaches of the hall, to the prehistoric stone monolith, rather than to its custodial minions, who continued their chipping, multiplying the iconic to spread its body across the land. It was the start of the new year in our Celtic lands. We would wait in our houses made of turf. The barriers were down, you see, between the real and the unreal. The dead might look in, sit by our bit of fire. It was our glorious festival of Samhain. The last great one was 3,000 years ago. His eyes glazed with rapture, mirroring some previously unspoken memory. He continued in a faraway voice. The hills ran red with the blood of countless animals and countless children. I don't want to hear this, said Chalice. Oh, but you really should. It was part of our world, our craft. Witchcraft? Your term. To us, it was a way of controlling our world. The only way, as it is once again. Cochran glowered at the television equipment, the high-tech products which surrounded him. All this has failed you and your kind, hasn't it, Doctor? You can't predict with certainty any event in your world, not even the rudimentary workings of your own bodies. Isn't that so? We try, said Chalice. We're getting better at it all the time. But will time wait for you? I think not. Even my ancestors were left behind the machinations of history. They had the power, but they lacked one ingredient, the harnessing and storing 
of that power, which, ironically, is what you and yours have now provided. Time, my friend, the quest for control remains a constant. And now, and now it's time again. In the end, we don't decide these things, you know. We are but a part of the great plan. Today, the planets are in alignment. The moon is in synergy, and it's time. That's all. Cochran snapped his fingers. A gray suit held out three masks. Which one? Ah, I think this one will suit you perfectly. It becomes you. It will become you, you know. He selected the painted skull and pulled it over Chalice's head like a hood. Tell me one thing first, Chalice said. Why children? Do I need a reason? Oh, I could tell you that they are the easiest prey, and they are, you know. People nowadays no longer listen to them. They provide the easiest entry, the path of least resistance. What better reason from a purely pragmatic view? But they are such irritating little creatures, don't you agree? You know that you do, deep down. They are as noisy as wretched sheep and twice as dirty, given to us from the filthiest part of a woman. Oh, my. (laughs) I know. I told you it was misogynistic. And you know what happens to dirty little lambs, don't you, Doctor? They are invariably given over to the slaughter. I want to see Ellie. Cochran jerked the mask down. He laughed crookedly. Oh, you will, Doctor. I promise you, you will. He lowered the mask all the way and snapped his fingers again. Take him away. There you go. I'll that, stop there. Jesus Christ, dude. That's like in Leviticus and uh, the, the, <laughs> the Bible, the Holy Bible. Right. When they, when they talk about uh, women on their periods and they say they're unclean until morning. Mm-hmm. Um, and if they, anything they sit on, you have to burn. Um, <laughs> so that... And yeah, that is in yeah. your holy Bible. It people, is. Just it so is. you know. And it's uh, also Leviticus. In it's the best of the Viticuses. And uh, it's also in Halloween 3, Season of the Witch by Jack Martin, which is my personal holy Bible. <laughs> no, isn't that crazy? Like, I love how, like, he gets into this whole, like, kids suck. That's why they're the yeah. fucking victims. So and let's so we're kill going them after all. Them. Kids are annoying. And I agree. They are annoying. Uh, but I love when he's like, they come from the filthiest part of a woman. That was, <laughs> so, that was hardcore, dude. That, that was, was dude, that was and I read that, I was like, okay, this is what I'm reading on this show. Uh, that was a great reading. Thank, thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for uh, uh, indulging me. Uh, but I did promise I would read part of Halloween 3 for the listeners. I know a lot of you out there love that movie, as John Wayne and I do. Yes, um, and so uh, I thought it'd be a, a little treat to read something from it that wasn't necessarily included in the film. It's kind of an elongated version of, of personally one of my one of my favorite moments in the movie. So, yeah, no, that was great. That was awesome, dude. I think that's where we need to end this uh, episode. Yeah. I, I can't think of a better way than that reading, honestly. Yes. <laughs> uh, let's all go home. And let's all read Leviticus, and let's all think about. Yes. Uh, 
Yes. I don't know. We just all have to think about things. Uh, really. <laughs> There's a lot to think about. There's really know? a lot to think about here. But happy Halloween still to everybody. Um, this uh, we're almost there, people. One more week. Almost. We're getting closer. We're getting closer. We're almost we- there. But make sure to tune in next week where we do Halloween f- special for the final chapter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, which is going to be our last Halloween special. Again, we're doing Halloween, Halloween, Halloween all month here at Vital Social Issues and Stuff with Chris and John Wayne because we love Halloween and we love you. Full Frontal uh, will be included, uh, of course, um, as we've promised in the chat rooms on 4chan. never agreed Uh, to that. So it's going to be like all your favorites will be there. It's going to be a great, great episode. Um, Thank you all. All your favorites will be there. All your friends will be there. Me. John Wayne, John Urkel, Wayne, me, Corey Feldman, <laughs> dude. If we don't even, yeah, this is I totally. Mean, if a we false could raise two hundred bucks, people, we'll have Corey Feldman do a cameo yes, for the show. We need to do a vital social issues and stuff uh, uh, fundraiser. He, his, Go picture, fund me. His picture on cameo is like he's on like. <laughs> he's, is he dressed like Michael Jackson? Because he always is. That's how funny this is. Um, he's a—he's uh, like at sea or something, and he's like got no shirt on and a sea captain's hat on, like the <laughs> with the fucking. Yeah. It's Good for fucking him. Awesome dude in sunglasses. Good for him. Exactly, dude. Like, dude, if we if we had a boat, we'd be doing the same thing. So, oh, you know. you know who else is on there? Tom Savini, and I was like, when I was looking at it, I was like, man, I would do this just to pay him to tell so that he. I'd make him tell himself to go fuck off on this cameo. <laughs> or to tell Chris to fuck off. Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. I want him to tell himself to fuck off. Yeah. Like, hey, everyone. I know I'm a prick. So fuck off, me. Fuck right, off, me. Here's Chris and John Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> no, Corey might be worth doing. He really might. I mean, it might um, be. Get him into the fold, dude. Can I just say, yes, and I want this to be included because it's funny. And you funny. may as well. Yes. Uh, I, I, for whatever reason, I bought the uh, Dallas Diamond Page uh, yoga DVD, which, he, which you're not supposed to call yoga. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I bought it. He had a yoga video. He does, yeah. It's called DDP Yoga, or it was before he had a problem with you calling it yoga. And now he's calling it like the I don't know what he's calling it, uh, but anyway, uh, it's 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 a it's a fun yoga program. It's good, and I've done it, and it's helped my back. It's good, uh, but because uh, of that, like when all this COVID stuff started, I don't want to get into like my own personal life, but I had a lot of stuff going on. And uh, Tangi shouts out Tangi. She did a really sweet thing, and she went on um, this website you're talking about the, the what was it called the cameo right cameo yeah she oh you got a cameo done she did a cameo for you she bought a cameo oh, oh shit from diamond valis page no awesome yeah. and so he uh he did this video and he went really long with it uh he he did like oh, seven so- minutes usually these things are like two minutes you know he did like seven minutes and all he did through the entire thing was promote his stuff. 
It was Chris just reminds me of uh, my yoga video. That's <laughs> totally what he did, dude. He was like, hey, Chris, Tangy clearly cares about you. Anyway, let me tell you about my book. Let me tell you about my DVD. Let me tell you about my app uh, for the yoga and my website. And he, like, talked about, like, hey, look at my trophy. You don't get this from not being awesome. Like, he was just – he talked about himself the entire time. It was really, like, embarrassing and kind of sad. And Tangy almost kind of felt bad. She's like, I got the – and, like – Dude, like I, I love that Tangi did this for me. It was such a sweet gesture. It was, that, you know, because like you know, like the whole thing with COVID is I was on the front lines and dealing with a lot of this stuff. I don't want to get into all of it, but we won't. But, but like he knew that. Like she told him that, and he rather than it. Like, rather than him being like, "Hey, good for you. We appreciate you." He didn't say any of that. He was just like, "So you need to do my my." yoga dvd which i'll be mad if you call it yoga like you fucking like self-absorbed dick about it how self-serving yeah that's amazing wow it's like i'm like i don't know if i can even do your yoga anymore without resenting you because that was such a shitty thing to do uh but it's good yoga and i'm calling it yoga because i know it'll make him mad (laughs) diamond dallas page you're on notice you have a yoga DVD. We all know it's yoga. You know it's yoga. It's yoga. What's Call wrong? it yoga, yoga, and we're going to come to your house, and we're going like, to yoga why, yourself. We're going to yoga your face into the why, ground. Why are you so, like, are you not secure enough in your masculinity to call it yoga? It's yoga. There's nothing I do wrong yoga, yoga. I do yoga every week with my sister online because she's right. a teacher, and right. that's fine. It's, it's yoga. Yoga's yoga is great. Yoga's very good. It's a great workout. It's harder than most people want to admit. Most it's guys a, want to admit. Absolutely hard. It's, it's absolutely hard tough. and it's, it's amazing. It's very difficult and it's great. It's a great you know, ex- it's a great workout. And not only is it a good workout, but it's not like weightlifting where you're just gaining strength. It actually gives you flexibility. It helps with back pain. Mm-hmm. Like I totally endorse yoga. Yoga is great. Not just for women. Uh it's for men too. It's 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 a great it's a great thing. Um, and so for him to be like, I have this routine, but don't call it yoga. It's like, why? Like, why are you so insecure? Why do you think it's so, you know, it's just this like insecure small man thing to to be mad about. Well, at least you have it on tape so that we can exploit it to everybody and show it's Uh, really, really sad. Uh, (laughs) so, uh, but again, I well, want to we are not being endorsed by Cameo for this episode for no, sure. But... No, no, <laughs> I'm sure Cameo has a bunch of great stuff, but a bunch. Uh, like, I, like I saw, um, like after she took, because I had no idea what this thing was, and then she told me about it mm-hmm. uh, after showing me the video, and I went on and I went on just to look to see who's on there, and Mike Tyson is on there. But it's like 500 bucks. 500. 500 is like the tops, it seemed like. Yeah, for everybody yeah. that was high, like everyone that was like pretty much still popular, like it was yeah. 500 bucks. Yeah. Um, well, I Mike saw. Tyson deserves it because Mike Tyson is one of the Dude, Mike Tyson probably, rules. He's probably the greatest boxer of all time. And I, and like, it's hard for me to say that. I know Muhammad Ali, Mike Tyson would have destroyed him. Um, I. I agree. You know more about boxing than I do, but I did grow up in the time of Mike Tyson and I do like him a lot. 
and uh, he does have a, a very cool podcast that we are no, this is not branded content, but you can check it out. It talks about his life and all of his shit that he went through. And yeah. he really did have a fucking crazy life. Like I know, I know that he went to jail for beating his wife and all that shit, but allegedly. Uh, I'm not allegedly, and I'm not making excuses for it at all. But his life is just very interesting to listen. Well, he to. actually didn't go to jail for beating his wife. He went, he to, went jail. to jail for breaking his contract with Diet Coke, right? No. No. <laughs> He went to jail because of a rape accusation. Oh, uh, that's right. That's why he went to jail. He didn't go that to jail, a... his jail for breeding his wife. He went to jail for rape uh, by a woman who also, just saying, claimed rape on several other famous athletes. Just saying. Maybe he did rape her. I'm not trying facts. to deny anyone. I'm just well, saying he... this uh, is the facts. Look, either way, he did go to jail and he, he did do his He time. did? I'm not I'm not did. I'm not promoting anything about what he did in his life. I'm saying it's an mm-hmm. interesting story to listen to. It's a very uh, interesting story. Yeah. He, and he was uh, and and, and he doc- was or is stands to be one of the best boxers that we've ever seen. He's, he's a- I I will I will go to my grave saying this. Muhammad Ali had better technique. Mike Tyson was more powerful. If Mike Tyson in his prime fought Muhammad Ali in his prime, Mike Tyson would have destroyed him within the first round. Well, would they even be in the same weight class, though? Muhammad Ali was a heavyweight. No. He was? Yeah, they were both champions. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, you've frozen on my screen again, so I think we should just go ahead and wrap. Oh, no, you're back. There I'm you back, baby. I'm back, bitch. Um, I, yeah, I but think yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Yeah, like, like boxing I, is unrelated. I could do a whole podcast on boxing and... and and you would not enjoy that, so we're not going to do it. Uh, but um, Cameo yeah, is cool. So, the, the bottom line is go go on Cameo and search for anybody, and you'll be very surprised. Search for Christopher Triano or John Wayne Caminale. We are not on there because no there. one cares. Uh, but you can get Diamond Dallas Page if you want a seven-minute commercial that you pay for. And you can get Corey Felton in for $200. And I, I don't know what he says. But, I have no idea. But I'm but sure it's might, cool. We might find out. <laughs> we might fucking find out. Dude, have him do a commercial for us. Oh my god, the Corey Hotline. Have him talk about the Corey Hotline. Oh my god, that's how we launched the Corey Hotline, dude. I'm gonna get this number this week, and then we're gonna call up Feldman. We're gonna have him do a cameo for the. Oh my god, this is awesome. All right, guys, like everybody the part out there, you. I like the part where you pay for it. All right. Well, I don't have any, uh, disposable income at this moment, but if I happen to find $200 deposited in any kind of PayPal or Venmo account that I have, it will go towards it will go towards hiring Corey Feldman on Cameo to rep our Corey hotline. That is going to be an actual thing. We're going to Google. We're getting a Google number where you can call us and leave us messages. And uh, I'm going to get it set up this this week. Uh, so it, it, by the time you listen to this, it's already up, hopefully. So, uh, yeah. oh, my gosh. It, it, oh, my gosh. Diddly Osh. To have Feldman endorse our Corey Hotline. We will, we will go from there. Tune in next week where we're going to talk about what we did last Halloween opposed to what we will probably do this Halloween and how Halloween has effect, has been affected by COVID. Uh, there's going to be a lot more Halloween talk, so make sure to tune in next week. Absolutely. Go to kristenjohnwayne.com. 
JohnWayneIsDead.com. Follow me at JohnWayneIsDead. Follow Chris at CoyoteChris on Twitter. and uh, With K's. K-O-I-O-T-E-K-R-I-S. Don't forget that. K-R-I-S and JohnWayne.com. And have a spooky day. Have a spooky week. We hope that you're digging into Spirit Halloween and all those other places and starting to set up your your scary Halloweenness, and uh, we love you. Thanks for listening. If you've listened this far, you know uh, I'm amazed. So thank you. And we'll thank you for smashing all the pumpkins in your neighborhood. All right. Don't do that. Goodbye. Good. Good luck. Mm-hmm.